Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with my co-host, Wynn Morgan. Hi. Hi, Wynn. And today we have with us Fee. How are you, Fee? I'm great. <laughs> well, we'll just not talk about what we were talking about before we went on air, right? <laughs> it's too much fun. That was fun. So, see, one of the things that Wynn and I love to do is to skip over all the traditional introductions of what people do or have done in the past and kind of put it to our guests. What would you love for people to know about you right now? Hmm. What a great question. Hmm. Well, we'll use description, which, or maybe creation rather than description. Um, So right now I think I am a little of a life adventurer. Um, I'd also say I'm a bit of a gentle waker upper of people to their greatness. I could also be a lovingly disruptive waker up around people to their true essence. Mm. And I'm starting to enjoy to write. And that's just never something I thought I would ever say in the history of being Fiona. So yes, they're the unfoldings in this moment. Mm. Sophie, when you talk about the the true essence of people, Hmm. how do you see their true essence? Oh gosh, this one has shifted, Kate, for many, many years. I think for a lot of my life, I didn't believe I had one. So I had a lot of silent noise in my head that told me things about myself and the world and life that I believed. So I believed I was insecure. I believed I was fat. I believed I wasn't good enough, intelligent enough. Add your poison, you could say. A lot of that, that that kind of guided where I showed up, how I showed up, who I was in the moment. And then I got onto a path which was a little different, but it was looking and seeking for, I don't know if you want to call it enlightenment, I don't know if you want to call it perfection, but it was almost this path of not wanting or needing to feel. So if I was perfectly human, then you know, life would be perfect. Everything would be in the enjoyment and contentment and happiness and joy and creation and clarity. And there would be none of the 
anger and frustration and arsiness and bitchiness and just plain lost and down. And, and I kind of made it this mission that some of who I was was bad and some of who I was was good. Or some of who I was was bad and some of it was better. And I guess my journey has come around almost full circle to noticing that our true essence is the whole of ourselves. It's the both and, it's the human and the spiritual nature of us. It is the confused, deluded, gorgeous. I mean, how can we be in life if we can't feel the touch of our lover or stroke a dog or smell the grass or hear the birds, which are right outside this window right now, you might even be able to hear them. They're just soaring and swooping and caulking and with the cacophony that they are. It's, we're all of it. We are whole when we invite both this real time responsive intelligence, creative power that we are the spiritual nature of us and how we show up in human form and human life and respond and react and move in every present moment rather, because that's our aliveness. Our aliveness is in the present, our aliveness is this mystic dance between both. It's not this good, this bad, this, it's perfect unity. It's us touching off the field of information with our energetic fingers in one moment and feeling creative. And in the next moment, frustrated by life or an email. <laughs> And it's when we just start to lean into, oh my God, we are the both and we are the whole. That the whole in its wholeness is perfect. And we put down that we need to be anywhere else than in this moment. Oh my God. Life is just so much more easy and glowing and fresh and we lose the staleness and the oldness and the habitual and the and it just becomes this fluid dance this flowing of energy between both so i put on hold for the moment <laughs> becoming enlightened because <laughs> i i know i've made it up that it's that it's a place where I wouldn't want to feel. I want to feel life. I want to be in life. I want to be the aliveness. I want to be touched by it. I want to wake up to it every single moment of every single day. Play every string on the guitar and be every color in a rainbow. 
and cry and laugh and dance and make a fool of myself and create and cry again. And in a way, allow the, let's call it the creative force, whatever word makes sense for people, the energy of life, the field of information, God, to flow through me in the form of me because the, the beauty of that is there's only one of me. And this field of information, conscious energy, creative power flows through me perfectly for me. And in those moments, then there's no comparison to win or to Kate or we're the most beautiful expression of the divine in these moments. Showing up in form. Showing up as humans. Messy as hell. <laughs> and with the gorgeous passion that flows through us into our, into our moment of creation of of this unfolding moment. I think it's good to stop there. I don't know if we've ever had a guest on before who has um, brought both hosts to, um, to tears of relief and joy. I don't know if that's happened before in doing this. That was so beautiful, Fee. And the question that intrigues me in listening to you, you, you said, wake up to this. What did you see that woke you up to the way that you've just described how you view life today? Hmm. When I have no idea if there was a specific moment. So I could say that there was a series of moments. There was, there was something that you said, which is that it was a relief. And that's a perfect way of putting it. I woke up to the fact it was a relief to be me, to stop the pretend, to put down that I shouldn't show this side or that side of me because people would judge or hate me or love me or <laughs> destroy me or the stuff that I made up. It's like I lived in an armored car. I was afraid of getting hurt, that there was something to be hurt, that there was something that would die inside if I let myself feel. So the relief is knowing that there is nothing that can hurt me, there is nothing that can harm me. Physical, words, 
social media, even though that's still kind of you know, time to time. But deep down, I know the truth of it, that there is this part of me that is untouchable by life because that's part of the whole. There may be things where my feelings feel like they're hurt. There may be reactions or distractions or thoughts. But knowing that underneath or knowing that the space of who I am or knowing that my true essence is untouched by any of it, by all of it, that everything is allowed. There's space for all of it without judgment. Maybe there's even wisdom in all of it to wake me up or allow me to evolve or move. Yeah, that was a relief to be me, to be all of me. And it takes no effort, which is kind of cool. Because putting the armored car right there and battening down the hatches took a lot of effort and protection. And it's like you feel your insecurity for yourself. There's just such freedom in being all of me. I don't know how to describe that better right now, but if there's any word for it, it's freedom. Oh, so beautiful, Fee. When you, um, when you talk to people about this at this level, do they ask you how? <laughs> how do they see that too or begin to experience that? Yeah, I think, of course, it's the first question that comes into most people's minds is how. Kind of the wrong question, though. When I spoke of awakening, I don't. The awakening is an invitation for every human being. To see the truth of who they are beyond the silent noise in their head, beyond their thought-created experience of life, which holds us in such a small splinter of life, to see our divine architecture, how we're so beautifully built in this wholeness, our perfect nature, we only have to look in our own bodies. We only have to look outside the window to see the perfection unfolding moment by moment. And for us to think we're not a part of that just kind of doesn't make sense that we're separate or different or better or, <laughs> or worse or whatever we think of it, it's no. We are part of nature in its perfection, in its ebb and flow, in its cycle, in its movement forward, in its 
timelessness and its time boundness. We are the energetic, you know, if you look at it scientifically, we are the energetic energy, well, same word, of the universe in motion. That's part of the aliveness. We're a finite part of an infinite consciousness. And it's so funny that we focus on this little sliver of what we can see when there's so much in the space and the field of information that we can't see but holds us, that holds information for us. Kind of this just invitation to see the infinite possibility we are in this present moment and in the next present moment and the moment after that. That we get to create and recreate real time. We're not stuck. So there's nothing to do. Nature doesn't do. Nature just is. To say this in really bad English, we just is. Of course, we show up to things and do things, but it, nature doesn't effort. And sure, it moves, it iterates, it changes, it has its seasons, it has its ebbs, it has its flows. We too. But in the ebb and flow is the whole. In the winter, spring, summer, autumn is the whole. In the cycle of the trees blooming in spring and providing shade in summer and losing our leaves in autumn and the dead cold branches in winter is still nature. The tree doesn't judge itself when it loses its leaves. still alive, full of aliveness, preparing for the spring. When we lose our footing for a moment, we're like the tree in winter, preparing for the next moment, maybe, a new insight, a new creation, a new birth, a new life, a new hope, a new possibility. We're just ebbing and flowing too. We're not different. We just think we need to be. So Kate, I have no clue. I have probably not answered your question in any way, shape or form, but that's where it took me. So apologies for that. Earlier on, before we started recording, you were sharing what you were doing in the previous few hours before. John and Kate and I. And I don't know anything about the people that were on that on that program with you and on that webinar earlier, Fee, but I'd love to know how you make well, let me ask that differently. What do you share to people who have no idea? Of, uh, of what you 
just been talking about for the previous 20 minutes, or they are hard-nosed business people, that they are here for a skill development training that you run with your hus husband. Where do you start in that conversation with a group of people like that? Well, it's interesting that you ask one because the way that I see this, and I think I've probably shared this, maybe not with you, but with a lot of my mentees over the years. The conversation that we're having, if you think of a very long hallway with lots of door handles, so the door handle might be commitment or the door handle might be stress. The door handle might be listening. The door handle might be teams or team relationships. The door handle might be alcoholism. The door handle might be porn. The door handle might be suicide. So you meet people where they're at. What's relevant to them in this moment? What if they could see it? is on offer for them in this conversation. And so we gently take them by the hand to the door handle they have their hand on and we walk them in. And we join the dots. So that sounds very simple, I get. <laughs> and sometimes some people get there in a split second and other times people take a lot longer. And that's fine, that's great. But if it makes sense to them of how we've created something with our, with our thought-created experience, or we've created a relationship, or we've created a listening, or we've created a belief or a value or a judgment, or we've created our role, and that we can consciously recreate in this moment, because that's what we can do. We're just not stuck. We're just not solid in that way. It's this invitation to play and dance and experiment and show up. You could say from how just knowing how things work. When we know how things work, we align with how things work and life gets easier. It's not, oh God word that comes to mind is rocket science. Scrub that, I can't think of a better one. But, but in that way, there is always something relevant that we can meet people with in this conversation. So we do this through productivity and stress and burnout. So that's the door handle. But the conversation is the same. So we just, stay at the door, wave them in, <laughs> say hello, and off we go. No, I've <laughs> not used that metaphor before, Fee. I, I love it. And also what you're pointing out, I think at the end is to know that while the doors may be different, there's one room. Yeah. The same room, that's the wholeness. Yes. And the, where the access point may be different exactly to your to your phrase, it's a different door, which may be stress and burnout or PTSD or all the other 
situations that you brought up a few minutes ago. And what, what I love about this conversation is the knowing that everything that you've shared takes care of all of the things that people, people may present on their doors, whatever their doors are. That's right. And I think there's something beautiful about what you said, which is certainty. Because mm. what you're pointing to is we can't fix feelings. Well, we can certainly show people how they get created. We can show them how the system works. We can show them how to feel them and dissolve them and move on from them, not judge them, be with them. <laughs> so when you've got certainty, and I love there was a, one of my mentors very, very early on in this conversation, Kathy Casey, who I love and adore. And I was always struck by her certainty. And she was somebody who walked in front of crowds of gang members in jails. And on a different day, executives in a hospital. And her certainty of who we are, our wholeness, our essence, it never wavered a second. So to your point, when, when we know that this conversation, as we shared relevantly, of course, and join the dots for people, of course, will be the biggest leverage that anybody can ever have in this human life to be free to be whole, to be fun. The word magic comes into my head, to be magical. Just to enjoy the moments we're here. Why not? Why not enjoy the moments we're here? For as long as we're here. I think I forgot to mention the word love. Mm. not for long evidently because there it is yes mm. this has been extraordinary Fee thank you so much mm. is there anything that you'd love to to close out with and I also ask and while the information of your bio and how to get hold of you is below if you're on YouTube and on the screen, wherever you're accessing this podcast right now. What closing words might you have for, for anyone listening right now? I've had so many wonderful teachers in both this understanding and what I'm seeing even more recently. And I can't but mention people that have been you know, part of my own growth and my expansion, my seeing. So the first one I wanted to acknowledge is Michael Neal. Of course, I have known Michael now for nearly 12 years. And he was the first person that I learned the principles from. And he continues to be my, I'll call him my forever teacher because 
in one sense, as he sees more and learns more and shares more, I see more and learn more and share more. So he's a he's a mentor and a friend and a, a colleague in this conversation. So I love him to death. More recently, I would say I've had a beautiful and exquisite exploration with the gorgeous Barb Patterson. And Barb and I worked together last autumn, I think, uh, for four or five months together. And she got me really interested in looking at all of us and all of us showing up to our business and our life. And she really introduced me in a very different way than I had seen before into just being this both human and spiritual and being okay with all of it. And I have to say, I probably have heard that a thousand times in, in a thousand different ways from so many teachers, but for whatever reason, it, it, it truly landed because what I found or what I experienced in that conversation was I could be myself. And I know like it sounds I shouldn't have permission or need permission to be myself, but hell, I think I did. So she gave me permission to be myself and bring all of me and my quirks and my eccentricities and all of it to the page and, you know, to the podcast. So I'm, I'm really grateful for her. And in continuing that journey, I decided to go down a quite a different route, but a, a fabulous route and a very new route, I would say. Um, and the teachers that I'm, I'm loving and enjoying being with at the moment are Rudy, Rudy Kennard and Jules Kennard. And they have caught a beautiful exploration into wholeness and holality. And they have gorgeous ways of sharing and and using metaphor to really impact. And I'm guessing because I've been through their training pretty recently that some of that's just shown up today in the podcast. And so I really love to credit them with, first of all, their generosity and their sharing and their heart, but also how and what they share. Um, it's, it's beautiful, it's unique, it's deep, it's whole. And they've got a, a, a gorgeous facilitator program that they're running at the moment. So if you get a chance, I, I would say, you know, have a look and delve in deep for yourself if it's something of interest. So I just wanted to circle back and say there's so many people, so many teachers, so many mentors, but the people who are so meaningful in my life right now are those that I've mentioned today. I have one sentence that comes to mind, which is simply... It is possible for you to. Thanks again. Thank you so much for being here. So welcome from my heart. Thank you. You've been listening to this episode of Under the Noise with our special guest today, Fiona Jacob, also known as Fee, uh, Kate Roberts, and Neewin Morgan. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at kateroberts.coaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.